This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The international break is here and it is four wins out of five for Ipswich Town. And that barely even scratches the surface on the latest one. Against Cardiff, welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Dave, we've lavished praise on this team and I'm now extending my, this is the best three months in 20 years to support Ipswich. So this is the best five months and this is the best six months now. Have this team done a comeback victory though? Not to this extent. I can't recall, really. Well, we, we went hardly ever behind for the last, well, we weren't, <laughs> were we, for the final 16 so games? 16 games the last season. So um, that would be a resounding no. And when it when it did come out, I clean, forgot about the last time we came back um, from home, um, came back at home from 2-0 down. I honestly still thought it could have been that Sheffield United, the famous the Darren, Darren, game. the Darren's game. Yeah, but um, apparently not. But I can recall it now. Phil said on TWTD. Dave's only half joking, Joe. This team has not, had this test yet and um it strikes me with this team joe that whatever gets thrown at them they just seem to bat straight back yeah and i guess the start of this incredible run we've been on was going two nil down at home to sheffield wednesday nathan broadhead scoring a cracking goal and then that was the, the sort of thing that turned it around i think it was only the what the port vale game where we went one nil down and came back to win that one that We've been behind in other than maybe Fleetwood. I think we were behind briefly in that game. But no, just an in, incredible team, aren't they, at the moment? And we've just got to ride this wave while we've got it. Ride this wave. I totally, totally agree. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. If you are watching live and in the flesh on YouTube, please get involved in the comments where you can vote for the player of the month. If you just go into the live chat, you can see the poll there with the four choices decided by our Telegram group. Not me, not Dave, not Joe. So vote for one of them. And if you've got a problem with it, blame the Telegram group. That's a good plug to join the Telegram group, isn't it? And you can go and blame them um, over there. But do hit the like button. Get your questions in. We'll go full Q&A later, and I'll try and put as many of your comments up as possible. Dave, I was getting really grumpy last week after the Leeds game. Got a few tweets. Uh, reality check for Ipswich. <laughs> bubble burst. And I was... I don't mind the banter, but that was totally wrong, Dave, because that Leeds front four was not the reality of well, the entire division. This weekend, Cardiff, OK, if they turn up and win 4-3, then it's a reality check. So do you make me right about that? I think you are right about it. And we feared it would be the only time this season that that front four played together. And so, you know, with the transfer window, the, the you know the coming to the end of the transfer window and so it would be when Sinister Sinister moved on however they bought in Somerville yesterday anyway um yes I think I think the answer to your question is yes had Cardiff yeah had, had we had another 4-3 yesterday which uh, look at one point it looked to be it looked like it was going to be worse than that um yeah it certainly would have been reality check and I think people around me you know myself watching the game yesterday when we went 2-0 down we're thinking uh, okay, yeah, this is this is now, you know, we're now looking at a different level. And to be fair, Cardiff up to that point, I thought it played pretty well, actually, really well. And Joe, um, I know everything's changed since we started the season and we all sat there and we picked through the fixture list. It was kind of QPR away and this one, and if we, we can go through a little bit when we look at the Cardiff team about the sort of soft transfer embargo where no fees can be paid, there's a, there's a wage limit, there's a new manager... Um, Mehmet Dalman likes to sack Vincent Tan. Mehmet Dalman likes to sack at least two managers a season. This is this is one you kind of outlined as okay, a possible three pointer without the knowledge, obviously, of what had happened for the first 
uh, four games. Yeah, like I say, when you looked at the sort of the fixture list at the start of the season, you saw Sunderland away, Leeds at home. It was one where you thought, well, hopefully we win those QPR and Cardiff games and try and end the month on sort of maybe eight points. I think people would have been happy with that as a decent start over the first five games. And yeah, it's just been a dream really, hasn't it? The the start. And, and like I say, I think that whilst it's not a reality check, I think there were, there are things we are learning in these games about and probably, I'm sure we'll come to it, but things like when you lose possession against these teams, they can hurt you, which is not something we've had in League One. We could sort of play with the ball in the final third and lose it. And then you just, Wolfie or Leif Davis or Harry Clark would just use their sort of pace to get it back and then you'd go again where now when you lose the ball there is a there is something that you're going to be coming up against coming the other way against you now and you certainly don't come up against players like Aaron Ramsey in League One do you? No or um, Sinistera Nonto etc etc anyway um, let's have a look at the teams get your comments in on the game yesterday we'll pop some up and try and um, read some out as we go. So the town 11, we'll come to you, Dave. So it's Sladke in goal, Davis and Clark, the fullbacks, Burgess and Wolfenden, the centre-backs, Longo and Morsi, the central midfield. I'm saying it in that voice because it's all so predictable and so, um, I say predictable in a good way, uh, Broadhead, Chaplin, Burns and the return, Dave, not for long, of George Hurst. Um, are we in kind of no-brainer, repetitious territory here? Yeah, I think so. I think perhaps a little bit of surprise that Hurst was, I say rushed back, but perhaps back quite so soon, especially after Richards um, had consulted his medical almanac last week. And I think he had a, <laughs> he had a, a, his was an abductor strain or something like that, you know, and everyone was shaking their head, oh, nasty, nasty. So, yeah, perhaps a little bit. And um, and so it and so it seemed, I don't know what Joe Almanac. Thought. Yeah, <laughs> almanac. But um, I don't know what Joe thought, but I thought he was... Um, yeah, it just didn't look quite quite fit. I didn't think, and that's like, no great surprise. He broke down. Yeah, just shame for the lad that he um you know that he broke down so fairly so soon in what half an hour gone sort of thing. But other than that, yeah, I think the team pretty much picked itself. Joe, there's some more questions were about the bench, weren't they? About who who was going to be named on the bench? Because obviously Dane Scarlett was in the squad for the first time, and then it it seemed like a sort of straight shootout between Freddie Ladapo and Marcus Harness as to who was going to be that effectively ninth sub, and I. I assumed it would be Marcus Harness on there as he seems to get on, get on more. And obviously it wasn't. It was Freddie Ladapo, as as we found out. As we did find out, indeed. Um, let's have a look at this Cardiff team then, cobbled together, as we suggested, by um, Errol Ballou on free transfers. But I totally take the point, I forget which one of you made it, that you will, even in a Cardiff team that was in the bottom six last year, you will find quality at this level that was just way above yeah. um, in League One. Uh, Rune Arsen in goal and G and Collins are the fullbacks. Mark McGuinness, remember him, and Gutas, the centre-backs. Uh, Slopis and Rules, the double pivot. Tanner, and here's some quality. Look, Aaron oh, Ramsey, uh, Carlin Grant, who Joe famously, did you win that bet on him to be top scorer in 1920? I, I can't remember. I did have some money on him. And, and I'd also yeah. say that in my sort of years of watching the under-18s at Playford Road, he's probably putting the best performance I've seen from a young player. And, and he scored a couple of goals, one off each foot. And, is this um, for Charlton or something? For Charlton, yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, I was like, oh, who's this boy? And then you sort of looked, and you, oh, he was still actually an under-16 when he was playing for the under-18s and had about wow. 30 goals that season. He was an unbelievable prospect. And still, yeah. is, a, still is a really good player. Up top, Yaku Maite. I've got yeah. two things to say about Yaku Maite, Dave. You can pick. I can either do my story about meeting him or my sliding doors moment theory. I think we want to hear your story about meeting him. So I played at the botanist in Marlow in Reading and I went for a nice little Thai meal. I should have just got a free meal at the botanist. And Yaku Maite was in the booth um, behind me and um, I was going to say he took a photo with me. I took a photo with him and said hello. And um, yes, the sliding doors moment, I will say anyways, referring to a rather brilliant performance by him. And I know Paul Lambert was rubbish, but I always kind of wonder what might have happened if they'd won the game at Reading when they actually started off quite well. And Yeah, the 2-2 two, um, two game. Yeah, he scored yeah, two, two he that was, he was pretty imperious, especially that. He was good. Mate, mate, we'll get into it. We'll get into the bones of it in a minute. But he, I thought he was good yesterday as well. His general hold-up play was very good. Well, go ahead then, Dave. I see a couple of um, comments in the chat um, about Cardiff. Did they sit in maybe? And um, is this the first 
Bus, I think so. Car parked, taxi, no, bus. I say, no, I wouldn't quite say that, but very compact, very well organised, very compact. Um, you know, we were, if you think back to last week, um, sort of Burns and Clark having a fine old time. Absolutely. All right. We were conceding goals at our end, but they were having a fine old time, sort of getting around the, you know, getting around the back and getting balls in. But no, they were very, I thought they were very compact, very well organised. Um it's a bit of a, not much of a game early on. Broadhead had quite a good chance. Great ball from Clark, actually. That was a really well-worked move. Burns knocked it back to Clark, and Clark whipped it in first time. And perhaps Broadhead probably should have scored, actually. But hit great connection with the head, but straight to the keeper. But, yeah, I thought um, fairly, sort of fairly even start. But, yeah, they once once Cardiff got into their stride, perhaps after the first 10-15, you sort of thought, oh, OK, yeah, you know, you look at Rams, he was having a lovely old time. You know, he had a fairly, like, free roll and, and Grant was sort of starting to land on the ball as well. So, yeah, they looked, uh, yeah, they looked a half decent, certainly more than a half decent side. Does um, that match your perception of it, Joe? And do you want to take us up to the first goal? Yeah, no, it was... I sort of fully agree with Dave on that. They were really well disciplined and organised defensively. And it was, one thing I really noticed was just the speed that they were able to get back into position when they yeah. did lose the ball. They didn't really commit many men when they tried to break. And when they did lose the ball, it was straight back into shape. And you just sort of, our players, when they're on the ball in the final third and it's like three or four men around them all the time, mm-hmm. there was just no real room to movement, to move with the ball. You're sort of trying to make runs, but there was just nowhere to go. It was a real, real, sort of well-organised, compact team. And then it was, I'd say, we'd had a couple of good chances before that, hadn't we? Obviously, the Broadhead one we spoke about. And then George Hurst going through on goal. Nathan Broadhead with another one of his sumptuous through balls that he seems to pull out every <laughs> Al- now and again. I'll, I'll take Almanac and sumptuous. Thank you very much. <laughs> and um, yeah, Hurst. And I think this is when he sort of hurt himself in, in that sort of moment there. Sort of hits it straight at the keeper, doesn't he? And it does nearly go in. But then... Again, it's sort of one of those ones where Harry Clark sort of left a, a big chunk of the pitch to look after on his own, isn't he? And Carlin Grant as it gets the ball out wide and yeah, he just doesn't, really, doesn't really get close enough to him and just rolls it across to Ramsey and it's a that's a brilliant finish, isn't it? It's a the lead up finish. to the goal, there was a ridiculous crossfield ball. Was it from NG? I'm not sure he pinged it across. One of those little absolute sort of like two or three inches off the deck to, to Ramsey. So Ramsey's involved straight away and he just obviously kills it dead and then yeah, sort of slowly makes his way into the box, doesn't he, Joe? And no one really no one really picks him up. But as Joe said, just a class finish. Good from Grant, actually, because Grant could have just whipped that in, couldn't he? But he just sort of laid it great pace and yeah, Ramsey class just readjusted his body and side footing it in. Boys, do we want to talk about us being open when we summarise or do you want to go into it now? Because Joe just mentioned, look, I wasn't at the game. I was off at Birmingham yesterday. But Joe just mentioned um, Clark having a vast swathe of the pitch. I was at the Leeds game and that's how two of the goals um, came about. Has, have either of you got anything to say about how open we are? And there's, um, right, you know, reasonably enough, there's uh, a few people questioning that area of the pitch in the comments. Yes, it's an interesting one, but... I think the way we set up is we have this sort of asymmetrical formation, don't we? Where sort of on the left, Davis is deeper as the wing back and Burns is higher as a wing back. And that, and whichever formation you play, there, there is going to be a, a gap effectively. And where our gap is, is that gap on the right hand side between as sort of behind Burns yeah, and, right, and, a, yeah. and across and to the sort of right hand side of Clark. So we'll just. Um, have to see how how that plays out, but it's, it's obviously a deliberate tactic to leave him sort of getting across one on one, and and it's hard it's hard to know whether his positioning is bad or whether he's doing what he's supposed to do. But I think the problem I'm I'm seeing from him is that yeah, the players getting a lot of space, but he does get across to cover the space. But then when he gets across, he isn't seemingly doing enough to stop a cross or stop a pass, and so I, I, I think it's deliberately designed that he is going to be doing a lot of one-on-one defending because that is where the gap in the formation is. But maybe it's just his sort of fitness isn't quite isn't quite there. We know he's got this Achilles problem and he's getting there, but he's sort of struggling when he does get there to do anything. But I, I don't know. There's talk of him needing an operation at some point, whether he does or not, we don't know. But it, I, I don't know if Danassian's if Danassian's back fit and Williams is up to speed, is that the point where they say to Clark, look, go and go and get this done. But at the moment, he's probably looks like he's playing for a lot of pain as well. So I think some of the criticism is a bit harsh on him personally. I think, I think you're right. I think you've got to give him a bit of a pass. I don't think he's quite got the athleticism that he had 
you know, when he first broke in the team, certainly back end of last season, perhaps till he picked that injury. And do you know what? If he's if he's playing in that position, he is a bit exposed. But what what can you do if the ball? You know, if you can't, you can't cut out every every cross. Oh, if you're ball. overloaded, Dave. And, yeah, and he, and he was. And to be fair, he was. And if uh, if you've got a winger half decent, and I will go back to the Sinis, um, uh, perhaps the non, oh, no, Sinister put the ball in for Nonto's goal. Like, no, that was, um, uh, it was, actually, it was Byron. Byron, wasn't it? But if you've got someone, you know, you can only square them up. If they decide to shift the ball in their right foot, no way he's going to get a cross in. You just it's hardly ever possible to to, to cut that out. So. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough one, that one. They do, you're right, they do seem to be targeting that, but perhaps that's why, you know, because of how we play and Burns, you know, you perhaps doesn't get that so much protection from Burns because Burns is playing slightly higher up. But, yeah, it's just, um, you know, you've got to back, you know, the manager obviously backs Clark to deal with that. But as Joe said, if he is carrying the injury, then now if the Nassin is back fit and now we've got, now we've got Williams, that maybe is the time to... For him to have any work done, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, I watched the Arsenal-Man United game today and Arsenal set up in a very similar way, but that sort of free at the back going into before. Yeah. And even today, there's a ball just played the inside of Ben White. Marcus Rashford gets the ball with loads of space, <laughs> cuts inside and scores. And it's, yeah, I, it, I, I it guess is. when you're setting up like this, yeah. when you're dominating possession, when you when you do lose possession, you don't have time to shift to a flat back four, do you? you don't. That it's was the point I was going to make, Joe, is that, yeah, you can um, point out that particular floor in the game plan, but you've got to look at it the other way that we're able to now watch a team that attacks a hell of a lot and gets a lot of men forward. And that mm. might be the consequence. If if you're indeed right, Joe, and it is, that's where the, that's where the space is on the, on the counter-attack, you know, but we, we yeah. give with one hand and we take it away I, with the yeah, other. Yeah, I, I just can't see that he played sort of 65 minutes last weekend, 70 minutes this weekend, that he'd be staying out there if McKenna thought his positioning was wrong. He'd be yeah. being told and he'd be and if it was as and if it's as bad as some people think, he'd be getting dragged off and putting someone else on. So I do think it is deliberate and it's just they are going to have a lot of space there and we have him in the team because we think what he can offer us going forwards. Bottom line, Ben, it was a really good goal. I mean, the ping pass, it was, a, it was an unbelievably ping pass. Ramsey just kills it first time, plays in Grant. Grant picks out Ramsey. It was a really good goal. Sometimes you have to hold your hand up and think, well, very okay. true. Very, very yeah. true. Right. Um, good chat. Let's, let's move it on. Uh, Dave, do you want to take us kind of into half time and then the other side? Yeah, I mean, it's not, not. Too much, really. Sort of that. There's um, the big headed Chap- chance for Mayo. Cha- yeah, oh gosh, yeah. Chaplin has quite a good effort, which which was sort. Of, I think he's just trying to put the ball in a in a good area. Um, use a sort of defender as a shield, and the keeper actually makes a good save. That looks Joe. You'd have seen that better. Looks like that could have been creeping in, couldn't it? Keeper gets down really well down to his down to his right, and then um, yeah, Mayo. Despite me bigging him up, misses a really good chance. Ball comes in the box, and I think it's one of those classics. He's really well positioned. He's only about six seven yards out, and just mistimes his jump so it doesn't get any power and just heads it over so I think we sort of kind of um yeah I thought we kind of got away with that and yeah sort of half sort of generally sort of fizzled out really you know not really too much happening after that. Uh, Joe do you want to take us um into the second half obviously we've got Ladapo now in for Hurst and Ugbo um in for Tanner and it's only actually um seven minutes before the goal goes in and um, you would have had a better view than me, but my take was a bit of bad luck and then a really good finish, right? A lot of bad luck, I'd say. The sort of ball <laughs> bounces about a couple of times. Well, we'll talk about luck on a couple of the next two goals. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, it, and then it, I think, yeah, for both teams, there was sort of luck with sort of a few of the goals and it was just, um, yeah, just the ball bounces, sort of Morsey and Luonga around him. They're doing their jobs, but the ball just deflects about a bit yes. and it lands at Rolls' feet. And yeah, it's, a, it's just a really good finish, isn't it? So, yeah, sort of, it felt like a bit of a killer blow, the way they were defending and the way we played in the first half, which we hadn't really moved the ball quickly. We seemed to have come out with a bit more vim and vigour in the performance and a bit more energy and then you sort of can see that second goal and it does you do sort of feel well there's no there's no way back in this one is there from how we how we played he's a good finish from rules actually because he has the first he has the first shot he He has a left foot shot which joe said is like pinball off malls in luongo and he just sort of takes a touch and yeah yeah, again no no chance for ladke is just right in the corner isn't it's really composed finish that so dave in order to get back into this game, we probably need to score within the next 10 minutes. Enter we don't, 
they said, weird, it's an odd one, mate, because we don't really look like it. Do you know, you play Broadhead as a com- Broadhead as a comedy free kick where where he sort of he tries to get it up and over the wall, doesn't, comes back to him, and he just loses his head and just no, lashes says, at it. Did you it not goes get out. my memo about never criticising Broadhead? Well, well I know, I know, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> nearly nearly went out for a throw in. Nearly goes out for a throw in. <laughs> Everyone around me saying, oh, he's off it today and he's, he's really not on it today. So I think this this next goal, and I think he said afterwards, there's a little bit of frustration in this goal and it's an absolute beaut, isn't it? Morsey. I mean, he finds himself a good position in that sort of like pocket outside the box and Morsey, Morsey finds him. He gets it under control, kind of drops his shoulder. And I think he catches the keeper because, um, I mean, he rifles it in the roof of the net from outside the box, but it doesn't go in the top corner, but he hits it early, you know, gets out of his feet, hits it early. And it I've got no issue with the goalkeeper sm- there, Dave. Yeah. No, 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 no. Smashes it in. Absolutely smashes it in. And he said afterwards, it looked like a goal that you know, took his frustration out on the ball there. And he said afterwards he did. It was an unbelievably good finish. And really up to that, and Joe would probably say he'd been, you know, put the free kick to one side. He'd been fairly quiet. They played him well, hadn't they? He really hadn't been in the game at all. Yeah. he was Other than the about... header, perhaps, he had. Yeah, he was, he was drifting about trying to find... Mm. More space, wasn't he? And they, they seem to be following him around that sort of the young, the well, not the young, the, the, the little midfielder, the guy who was smaller than Connor Chapman. I, I thought Chibios. he was a good player. He yeah, he had, good. He, had, he had a good game. Yeah. They were sort of following him around and keep keeping him out of the game. And mm. But like I say, but even when they keep him out of the game, he'd had that header right at the start. He'd put the through ball through to Hurst. And then scored this guy. Really. Like the, the ball, the ball from Morsey into him was a perfect ball, wasn't oh, yeah. it? One of those yeah. straight balls, sort of that just cut out two lines of players and just perfectly into his feet. But yeah, he's, still, he's Joe, had a hell of a lot in, to do. It's, it's the pass and the combination of how he receives it, isn't it? If I'm Cardiff there and I'm a coach at Cardiff, I'm saying honestly, boys, you haven't you haven't done a lot wrong there. No, if you'd have been sitting next to me, it would have been a whack. It would certainly would have been one of them out of the blue. It really would have been. already gone in by the time I had a chance to say whack. Yeah. Um, and then, Joe, the tide is turning. The times they are changing are Panzo and Wintle, oh, was... uh, which both sound like defensive substitutions. Well, they basically in. went... They basically oh, went to like a five-four-one from this position oh, at two-one or at two at, at two-one. Yeah, at two-one. When, when Panzo and Wintle came on, that was for Rolls, who I thought had a really good game, and I mm. thought him, Morgi and Luongo. That first half was probably the first time, and I've seen them pretty overrun in midfield, really. And um, yeah, they just came in and just went almost like a flat back five at the back, and four in front of them. And well, Nato's, to try and win the game two-one, yeah, yeah, to try and win the game, sit out, just sit for like half an hour or twenty minutes, wasn't it? It was just, it just seemed an age, and it, I think. That helped give us a boost as well. But and like I said, a goal comes from a corner, doesn't it? Where sort of a corner comes in, the defender at, at the sort of front part, or the, the front man who's there to block it sort of deflects it towards our goal. And then the Dapo just helps it on. And yeah, really, really nice finish that one. It's that it's it's the two thing, and they take they take Mite off, who I said was holding everything up. He really was when they're getting the ball to him. He was not, you know, he wasn't causing us a threat in front of goal, but he was holding everything up, and he was their sort of focal point. And um, yeah, yeah, very very defensive. Yeah, I mean, I think he should um, yeah look back on that with some regret. But the goal, if it was one of these routines where Davis and again Broadhead's involved with this because Broadhead peels off round the back, so Davis tries. Lee to Evans knock against short. Bolton, yeah, 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 exactly the same. And um, yeah, the little the little midfielder just slides and gets in pretty good challenge really and it just falls perfectly but to be fair Joe um, how alert was Adapo there he's really, really alert good, and just turns it, turns it past the keeper on the near post well, it's like I said um, a slice of luck followed by followed by a good finish like for that yeah. um, although we would have obviously been if that goal had been against us we'd have been Ooh. could have gone anywhere and it went straight to the um, mm. straight to the forward so I assume Joe once it goes 2-2 and they've changed shape and you've got a home crowd and the momentum of the game is swinging in our favour, I assume all bets were off on where the next goal was going. Am I right? Yeah, well, we just stayed on top from that point of the game, really. They, they just didn't they, they didn't have anything on to offer anything, if that makes sense. So they did have a sort of couple of chances after we'd scored, but because of, because of the way they'd set themselves up, they were just a little bit stuck, really. And I know it was good. And I say special mention for Freddie Ladapo as well, who mm. has probably had quite a tough week. He scored at Reading and there was a lot of talk about him on deadline day, wasn't there? And, and I, there, there was a lot of interest in him because I, I know someone sort of relatively connected to Oxford who said they were in for him, but they, they were seen as like his third or fourth choice of who he'd go to because there was a lot of interest in him. So there was obviously some potential for him to be available there. On Oxford top? 
Yeah, they're top. Yeah, and um, I'm doing the I maths think, there. That means some championship yeah. clubs are interested in him. No, no, I mean they they were like his third oh, or fourth geography option. and money and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, so oh, on, um, interesting on that side. And obviously, Dane Scarlett has come in effectively to probably go ahead of him in the pecking order. But it seemed he seemed to get that little bit of lucky needed on Saturday, where mm. the injury to Hurst is early enough in the game that it's sort of half an hour that it might be seen as too long for Scarlett. The the way the game was playing out was a low, they were sort of playing quite a low block and we were getting quite a lot of the ball in the final third, which is a game that suits Freddie, one where he can get the ball into his feet and play. And then he gets on and he takes his chance and scores that goal. And then a few minutes later, sort of Amari Hutchinson and Brandon Williams have come on at this point. And Hutchinson, considering they had five flat at the back, Hutchinson was just in so much space. <laughs> it's like you've got a flat back five. <laughs> and he was just standing there with no one within sort of 20 yards of him. It's getting narrower him. and deeper and narrower. Yeah, and then, and then like I say, um, he had, he, Williams still had a fair bit of work to do to find the ball, but it was it was almost like just being at, trying to hit a big green at golf, just like just land it. In the, he had a big landing spot to get the ball to Hutchinson, but he got it there. Hutchinson stood up his man and then had to just sort of flick around, beat him, went one way and just drove it into the box, which is really good. It hits the keeper and Johnny on the spot, Freddie on the spot is just the ball hits him in the face and goes in. And like I say, people say it's luck. It, of, co- of course, there is a bit of luck, but he's he's got himself in the right position. He's made the good run. And if that ball comes out lower and he takes it on his thigh and controls it and knocks it in. Is it as, is it as lucky a goal or just because it hits his face? I don't know, but it, yeah. I've, you, <laughs> yeah, you've yeah, got lucky, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know what I mean? You've, you've got to, you, you only get, you make your own luck in those situations by getting yourself in the right positions for it, don't you? Which is what he did. Well, and um, I would, I would add to, I agree with Joe, um, Dave. I would add, because um, I, I seem to be getting a, a lot of people telling me how lucky my football team is at the moment. And I would add that breaks go for every football team in every game and sometimes it's about you know the general state of the game and how things are flowing and your ability psychologically and tactically and technically to take advantage of said breaks so and yeah you I know, mean you, you, you can point out a few in the first few games but um that winning momentum is there Dave sorry go ahead I'd have to say, I think tactically, we just took advantage of their manager's tactical shortcomings at 2-1. Seriously, honestly, it was just, what, what Mite taking him off, you know, really, 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 really odd, odd choice. And, and I mean, hats off yesterday to Lackey as well. He made some good saves near the end, didn't he, Joe? I mean, he made some good saves throughout. I thought he was pretty good throughout, didn't you, Lackey again? Really yeah, good. there was there was one where it opened up where I think Ramsey played the ball right and they had a shot which he saved and... And the, the second save from the header, he he makes it's it's quite a comfortable save in the end, but it's only a comfortable save because he's got up so quickly and got himself set that when the header comes in, he can get across and what, palm that a long way away from goal. But well, it, we did it, say with the offside goal in the first half, what a save he makes from that oh, first, the first yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. wowzers! And apparently that, that was really really tight, that really really um, really tight. But um, yeah, he 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 played really well. But yeah, other than that, like. Brief scramble near the end, and again he comes out with a ball. He's brave. He comes out with a ball. Um, I suppose the only sort of worry, I suppose, although going into initial break, is a possible injury. And Morsey actually comes off immediately on ninety-five minutes, but he makes an absolute cruncher of a tackle, doesn't he, Joe? But seems to like overextend himself. And um, yeah, that would be interesting. I say, yeah, I think Burgess had made a couple of big tackles then. Morsey yeah, yeah, that yeah, real, that real yeah. big one there, and. Yeah, and it's probably the best time for it to happen now. You've got two weeks to recover. I know he's yeah. potentially going to Egypt, but whether that whether yeah, that affects that or not, I don't know. Yeah. But it sounds like he's been desperate to get back into the Egypt setup. So I don't think he'll be wanting to sit that out like some players would do. But again, he went off and Lee Evans came on and all five subs yesterday. So Freddie Ladapo came on, obviously scored two goals, was the hero. Jack Taylor came on for Luongo, and I thought he, I thought good, he was really he? good. He looked really yeah. sharp, getting about yeah. the pitch well, getting involved, getting on the ball. One mm. switch was lovely that he banged across there. Williams came on and had the pre-assist, defended really well. Hutchinson came on, set up the goal. And also, that's probably the first time I've seen him in the in the playing for us where he's actually, it's almost like he's got more of a handle of what championship football is like, where he's sort of been fouled and thinks he's going to be fouled, so he's just stopped or has let go of a run. He he looked really up for it and sort of really good on the ball and off the ball. So that's a sign to go. And even right at the very end, Lee Evans came on for three or four minutes, but put in two, three really good tackles, won the ball, used the ball okay a couple of times when he got it. And I say it was just good to see every single one of the five substitutes um, 
yeah. effectively contribute. Yeah, I think, um, and also I saw Hutchinson at both ends as well. Hutchinson made some, you know, got got, got back in his own half, made some really good challenges. Yeah, good and for Williams with, as well. without wanting to pile in on a young player, that had been an issue in a couple of his sub-appearances so. before. As Joe said, he's, he's learning, he's learning. Exactly, I think he's learning exactly. what, what's required. Dave, summarise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, going into the international break, you're two 0 down. You think, oh, we don't. This is the last thing we want, you know. And at that point, I think you're happy. You are happy with a point because they were they were pretty dominant at that point. I've got to say, but yeah, the broadhead, as Joe said, very similar to the Sheffield Wednesday game last 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 season, was the game changer really. And um, yeah, pretty much from that point on, onwards, gets the two goals. Yeah, a slice of luck certainly with one. Um, yeah, and, and in the end, really, we see it out pretty comfortably. And and as Joe said, great to see the substitutes having such an impact. You know, it was a proper squad performance yesterday. Joe, let me just do the numbers quickly before you summarise. Um, so it was 55% um, uh, possession in Town's favour, 2.67 on the XG, but a, a pretty chunky 2.12 um, against as well. Four big chances, though. Um, created. Uh, I'm sure it will come up in the questions, Joe. So let's let's dodge us being open and high-scoring games and et cetera, et cetera, and uh, the long-term viability of that sort of thing as um, other teams get better. But what's your summary? I think I sort of spoke to people after the game. It's like I, f- I felt like I knew that this team has gotten a performance like that in it, in it, but you still don't expect to see it happen do you when it when it actually does happen it it felt like we we are just relentless we do just keep going and I thought like I said McKenna played it superbly yesterday where their manager maybe didn't so much but we are gonna like I said there, there are gonna be struggles in this league it's it's not gonna be like that back end of league one was where we were just rolling teams over these these are good teams these are good players you got like I say Aaron Ramsey Carlin Grant Yaku Maito that is a a really good front or sort of three of the front four there, isn't it? And it was just so impressive the way we just kept going and kept going and sort of won the game. And then we were able to adjust to just sort of see the game out from there, really. Uh, We are going to go to the roundup. um, But what we'll do before that, we'll, um, we'll do the final call on our poll for the player of the month. So you're going to get a message from our sponsors and this is your last chance to vote in the live chat on our Player of the Month poll, and we will reveal the winner in just 30 seconds' time. Get voting, go. Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth, and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. I just got caught ramming a sweet in my mouth. Then I thought that advert was going to run about a minute longer. Thank you to the wonderful people at Innovation Lab sponsoring the flagship show here. You can show your support though here just by hitting the thumbs up button, keeping the comments coming. And if you do have it out of the kindness of your heart, you can support me. A super chat or a super sticker at any point. During the broadcast, 
Should we have a look at this poll then? I've probably got a little bit of a lag because I've got to go on the other screen. So these are the um, four choices from the Telegram group. That's right. The Telegram group, not Dave, myself or Joe, chose these four choices. And with 2%, Luke Wolfenden. With 12%, Massimo Luongo. With 17%, Leif Davis. And I think... Um, well, Donald Trump would call this a landslide. Um, it is 68%. Uh, Sammy Morsi, Dave. <laughs> yeah, outstanding. <laughs> it's just, you know, absolutely outstanding, wasn't he? Pretty much every single game, even, you know, back, back end of the game last week, second half from last week, first half, yeah, you know, 3-1 down. But, yeah, you know, looking back, um, sorry, 3-2 down in the end, but looking back, um, over the month, he was just outstanding in every single game, wasn't he? As he, as he is, really, as he was again yesterday, really. Just, Joe's kind of in fact yesterday sorry just, just quickly yesterday um as Joe said you know you've got rules and Ramsey in there that sent him in certainly first half and the little um the little number 23 Stelios or Stereos he um he actually gave the ball away three or four times Morsey loses a ball gives the ball away and it's what's going on <laughs> so Morsey's giving the ball away so that is the standard the standards he sets and um he's just carried on from last season as a magnificent player just key leadership player with credibility at this level, Joe. Yeah, he is just every inch a championship midfielder, isn't he? And he was every inch a championship midfielder when he was in League One last year. And <laughs> he found it, he, well, he seemed to find it very easy every week, but he's just carried on those high standards and is just the, the heartbeat of this team, isn't he? So we just have to hope he avoids some yellow cards so we don't miss him for <laughs> too many games a season because we, we really do miss him when we have yeah, him. He's... He's the one, you, you, he's the miss. He would be the miss, yeah. You, irreplaceable. Well, let's right. hope that the Saudis don't come in for him before <laughs> the transfer window shuts on Thursday. Oh, How good is that Thursday, is it? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that would be a blooming circus, wouldn't it? Anyway, speaking of a circus, let's go on and see what went down in the championship yesterday. Um, and guys, if you want to each sort of pick out a game or a narrative to, to talk about um, after I've summarised, then uh, please feel free. Birmingham won, Millwall won. I was there. Honestly, I'd have preferred to have been at Ipswich. Now I know what um, happened. Uh, Sunderland 5, Southampton nil. Um, yeah, we'll move on from that. Swansea 1, Bristol City 2, Coventry 3, Watford 3, Leeds nil, Sheffield Wednesday nil. And, you know, we were talking about your approach and your parking the bus, etc., etc. So, you know, read into that what you will. Uh, Leicester nil. Hull won, so I can't believe I'm saying this. Our rivals, the parachute teams, both lost uh, yesterday. Or oh, None of them won, if you include Leeds as well. Uh, Middlesbrough nil, QPR 2. Middlesbrough stinking the place here. Um, the great, the magnificent, the greatest team in League One history last season. Plymouth 3, Blackburn nil. So I'm going to be in trouble, aren't I? Take that back. No one clip that. Uh, Rotherham 2, Norwich 1, Stoke nil, Preston 2. Everyone is chasing the coattails of Ryan Lowe and Preston North End. They are top, top, top of the league with a magnificent 13 points from 15. And Neil Warnock, of course, when he needs a win, gets one in the 96th minute. West Brom 1, Huddersfield 2. David Diamond, what would you like to talk about? You can almost talk about five of those games. I mean, it's just the championship is a balmy. Look at those set of results. I mean, who could have predicted those, for Christ's sake? Um I mean, one that certainly leaps out, um, Sutherland 5, Southampton 0. Not sure I'm totally convinced by Russ Martin's um, possession-based football. They had 68% <laughs> of the ball in the 68%. Something's not quite right there. I mean, they looked awful at the back, some of that. Um, yeah, Norwich, very, very surprised. I honestly expected them to go to, with a the form they meant to go Missed, to Norwich. Um, to go to Sergeant, didn't they? Roll that well. Yeah, there you go. Roll them over, but... Joe, Joe, you know, let Joe, there were some absolutely incredible results yesterday. Yeah, and like I say, none more so than that Sunderland-Southampton game. And especially with the sort of narrative, effectively, around Ross Stewart mm. signing for them for £8 million when he's got a year <laughs> left of his contract. He hasn't played Injured. since January and <laughs> isn't going to play for another month or so. <laughs> Unbelievable deal. And, yeah, it just and there was also talk they were in for Patrick Roberts as well. They were trying to unsettle him towards the window. And I don't know. I wonder how Southampton fans are trusting the process there. But yeah, probably the big, the, the big one for me is Middlesbrough again. Sort of. Well, can you just put that on the screen from HCH? Andre Dezel. Oh, did you see it? Absolute what shit a pinger yesterday. Right, that was yeah. And Sorry, Cole go, Black, go on. 
Jack Colback with a second goal, but what <laughs> right, a strike yeah, yeah. as now. No, Jones, sorry, go on. But yeah, if Middlesbrough, they finished the season badly last year because at one point they looked like they were going to pip Sheffield United to second, didn't they? And mm-hmm. then the last three or four games, they didn't win any of them. Then they didn't win either the two playoff games. They just stopped scoring. And then this season, five games, they've got one point this season. And yeah. like I say, that the football they were playing was just this unbelievable goal-heavy football. And there was all this McKenna, Carrick talk. But Carrick's got to be, I don't know, I, I hope that they do stick with him to see it out because I think he'll come out of it a better manager the other side. But they are in sort of big trouble with regards to the fact that they were expecting, well, I think most people expect them to be in the top six, probably quite comfortably. A lot of people would have them down for the title and they are nowhere. Wonderful stuff. Um, get your questions in. We'll go to Q&A right now. We'll say a big thank you to our good friend, uh, David Bergen in the chat there. Five euros on the super sticker. Thank you so, so much. Before... We go to the questions. Get your questions in and we'll fire through as many of them. I'll tell the boys to answer them quickly, but they'll still give me like three-minute answers for each one and probably only get through about three of them. But before we do that, here is the league table um, with uh, really just an absolutely fantastic start. 12 points out of um, 15. For those of you who like to track these sort of things, two points per game and 92 points will pretty much always get you in the top two and automatically promoted. And um, you're looking at above 1.5. So 1.5 lands at 69. So if you go above 1.5 and you hit that 70-point mark, maybe uh, a little bit higher, you're kind of looking at the playoffs. Uh, and we have – can anyone do the maths on that? It's like two point – who could do that quickly? What's 12 divided by five in the chat, somebody? 2.4. 2.4. 2.4 2. 2. children, Joe. Um, great show that was. Uh, looking all very, very nicely. So we're going to the first question from uh, Moby. Um, does 12 points flatter us? I Can I go first before I go to you, Dave? Mm. Possibly slightly, and it feels like everything's just come up roses this season. When we've been, when we've been in a tight game, we've won, the, we've won the tight game, haven't we? In that respect, that, that could be... That could be 10 points. That could be nine points. And we'd all be sitting here going, yeah. okay, fair enough. Dave? Yeah, I, I can see where, I can see why he says that. A little bit of, you know, it was a little bit of a good fortune yesterday. Um, you know, the old adage, old adage is that you make your own luck. But I think, you know, in the other games, I suppose, yeah, if you look back again, the QPR game, um, <laughs> Armstrong's ridiculous double, double post <laughs> hit. Um, yeah, I, I guess... Again, it, it comes up that phrase. It's fine margins again, and you know, for once, it, you know, this season we've we've been on the right. Um, you know, we've been on the right side, been on the right side of them. And again, I just think it is momentum. It's still there's still is that momentum from last season, and it's a belief. It's a belief and a will. And and I know as 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 McKenna said, you know, bravery, our bravery on the ball, brave with the ball. And yeah, you'll you, you'll come out generally. You've, you've got those things. You'll come out on the right side. And I will say for people giving me fine margins in on um, Twitter and whatnot, two nil down with thirty minutes to go is not a fine margin. That's a bloody great margin to come back from. Come back from that as well. So big one yesterday, uh, Joe. To Joe, um, are you confident Two and Zabi can stay fit and would improve? So this is XL Two and Zabi, Manchester United youngster. I remember seeing him most day with. Tyrone Mings, uh, sorry, Joe, we're going to help me. Tyrone Mings, um, when Villa, um, Jack Grealish and Tammy Abraham, yeah, but when mm. Villa got promoted in 2019, what's your take? Well, um, the fitness, I, I, I couldn't possibly say. I, I don't know. He's, he's had a lot of time out, but I say, but yeah, he he would improve us. He's a he's a Premier League defender, and if he's if he's fit and is playing every game. He is a he's a Premier League player, isn't he? So it's a in, interesting one. And like I say, if we if we can get him here and we can get him and keep him fit, then yeah, that'd be a hell of a signing. Yeah. Uh, Dave from Michael, do you think our style of play will evolve over the season like last season? You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, with the new certainly with the, with the new players, the loan signings brought in, um, Scarlett, um, Scarlett also obviously brought in the very last minute last week. Um, 
yeah, I would think, I certainly would think it would evolve, yeah. Um, again, we're talking about Twenzabi and perhaps it will evolve in that way. You know, if he does stay fit, you're going to, as Joe said, he's a Premier League defender. So he would think there is going to be a, a spot, a spot at centre-back, certainly a spot at centre-back for him. But I think at this stage, it still would be very harsh on, well, I don't think they'll replace Wolf them, but it would be very harsh on Burgess probably at this stage. But yeah, you would think a player of his class would be a step up there. So... Yeah, as the season goes on, I think, um, yeah, you're going to face, you know, you are going to, you know, uh, at some point, well, coming up, Southampton in the next couple of weeks, come up, come up against these relegated sides. And, um, yeah, you, your play will probably have to revolve, will have to change slightly to, uh, to accommodate those, to accommodate them. Uh, Joe, I'm going to kind of hijack Nick's question a little bit. He says, has the good start given us a bit of a free hit? Can I tack on to that as well, Joe? I've been babbling on. And I could turn out to be right, I could turn out to be wrong, that with stability and momentum from last season, I make it you get six to ten games head start on teams that have changed their managers and brought in loads of players in terms of your pattern of play. But Joe, I also believe that the longer you keep winning for it, kind of becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, doesn't it? That if you just keep winning, you do become a you become a top six team by, uh, you see what I'm kind of fumbling over my words to say, um, Joe, but talk to me about this start um, and like Nick's talking about um, how much kind of currency it gives you in the bank to go and lose a game and, you know, not panic and, you know, stick to the process. And, and uh, what, what do you think of my theory that um, what I deem at the moment to be a head start could actually turn into something more tangible if you just ride it out, like you said? Well, I think someone sort of put the... 20 game European league table up again this morning. We've won like 17 of our last 20 league games. We're, we are just a winning machine at the moment, aren't we? And yeah, we will be testing more. We lost last week, but then what do we do? We come back and win 3 2 this week. And I'm I'm not saying we're going to be the best team in the league and we're going to keep winning, but we, we know how to win games. And that is, that is the hardest part of football, knowing how to, to get the games won and get over the line in games. So I, I, I do think it's a. Uh, um, it is a it is a free hit in a way that basically, if because I'm sure there's a portion of the fan base who are quite happy with consolidation in the championship this season, and by getting all these points on the board early, you are almost getting that done. You you, you have that you have that thirty three or forty five already, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, you you just pick up those points, but I but I do think there is a. I I do think we will continue it on personally. I do I do think we will continue this form on, and I think because the standards we've set are so high over the last, or basically since February this year, I think maybe some some people aren't realising how many games you can afford to lose and still be competing for the top six. Like you look at when you say it's sort of 70 points is going to be... 73, 74, yeah. 73, yes. It's not that far. We, we got 98 last season. There's, there's 25 points less than that. That's eight wins that could be defeats and you're still getting the same amount of there. And I think maybe some of the fans, because it was... I know I was getting a bit frustrated in the game yesterday when passes were being misplaced. There was a bit of, oh, and the sort of Suffolk sigh and the, and the <laughs> groan. And um, but sort of a little bit booed off at half-time by a few in there. And I think you've got to realise we're not going to lose one home game this season like we lost one home game last year. We're not going to lose four games all season. We're going to lose... If you lost 10, you've still had a fantastic season. If we, if we, if you said to me now you're going to lose 10 games a season, I would bite your hand off for that now. Sure. But that, that's a lot of defeats for people to take, and they're not used to losing. We've mm. lost, what, other than that ridiculous fog game, we've lost one game in 2023. Crazy. Um, lots of questions about two and Xavier. I think we kind of covered it, so apologies if you think I'm ignoring you. I'm not. Uh, Dave, Gary, uh, whilst the Cardiff boss made a howler, surely our fitness was a big contributing I think so. factor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Think so. Yeah, we do look. We just look at it, don't we? Despite You're talking what about energy rather than the actual. Yeah, I think energy. I think players, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we've spoken about fitness. I think certainly Clark and 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 Hurst for sure. But yeah, just I think our energy levels and you know the and, and not just that energy levels, but the the quality you're bringing off the bench now, as, as Joe already referred to. You know, every single bench player had an impact yesterday, all chomping at the bit to to you know to make an impact to to try and get in the team. But it's um yeah, we're in a good we're in a we're in a nice we're in a nice nice place at the moment, aren't we? Um can I take this one guys? Because I've seen a lot of championship stuff. Um Jason, do you think teams will just put out the low block to compete against McKenna football? Um 
I think that the teams that are going to play a low block will are going to play a low block anyway. They're not. I don't think you're going to get too many teams that are literally going to go. Oh, we're going to the the mighty Ipswich, so we must batten down their hatches. And you know that you, you'll probably find they're doing that in uh, the majority of their games if that's where they've kind of got to. And I think the good news is that when I see a team like Hull, they kind of keep the ball. That'll be a that'll be a nice game. You know, you get the odd. You get the odds, what I would call a stiff team, like maybe like Preston or um, Millwall, maybe where you know, they're not not gonna they're not gonna sit back and you know like Lincoln did last season or whatever, but they're gonna be stiff and they're gonna be defensive. But it does bode well the fact that you're gonna have a good game against um, I don't know Southampton, Leicester, Leeds. Obviously, I'm naming the parachute teams. Norwich are a bit more counter-attacky, aren't aren't they? But I think that bodes well, Dave, doesn't it? I think it does. I mean, if you look at the game yesterday, I think we, you know, in the in the chat, there's the reference to them being, you know, playing a low block. And I think they did, but they were sure it's good with the ball, really first up, really good with the ball. And I've said, you know, every single game I've seen this season has been a cracking, cracking game, you know, last week. But what what an entertainment. What, okay, you're, you're on the wrong end of a 4-3 to Pete, but what brilliant, brilliant game. And it was the same yesterday, brilliant entertainment. And, um, and yeah, um, yeah, you know, Cardiff are 19th, and as Joe said, they were a nice footballing team. They were a nice side. All right, you've got players like Ramsey, which helps, obviously. But, um, yeah, they were they were certainly first, though. They were really easy on the eye, really good. And that's not that's yeah. not been the case for about three years as well. Well, probably not. <laughs> but also, Joe, okay, um, Aaron Ramsey, on. though. Sorry, in in a, in the Telegram group, Dan, there's a there's an opt analyst site which shows you, and there's there's a chart on there which shows your sort of speed in transition and your possession stats. And we were a big outlier in this in League One now. And when he, he sort of showed the Championship group this year, we're sort of in the middle of a mm, of a number of bad. teams. And he said, actually, when you look at it though, the numbers we're doing this year are very similar to the numbers we did last year. It's just the division is so different <laughs> that. Every team, every team in this league can play. That they're all they're all good footballers in this league. It's not like League One where some of the teams you play and, and because the budgets that you got players in League One start regularly on sort of fifteen hundred pound a week sort of thing. Where in a championship that is ten times that. Most most. Have you players heard have Paul been. Simpson's interview about this that this week? The Carlisle manager about what the top end League One guys are now paying as well. No, no, I've not heard that. He he, he agreed with what you're saying. Yeah, and basically they are. Th- this league is tough and every every team plays good football in this league maybe not the same good football but they they all can play where in league one the teams that sit in and play for set pieces just aren't they're not footballing sides in any in any way formal like Accrington for example they're not footballers in there are they they're always good to hear Joe getting his soapbox about Accrington Joe loves Accrington (laughs) (laughs) um uh, Joe, we'll stay with you quickly. Um, do you think, yes, yeah, good question, that. Uh, do you think McKenna will play a stronger team versus Wolves in the Cup? And that comes in between a home game against Blackburn and an away trip to Uddersfield. I, I don't, to be fair, because I think sort of part of his excellence in man management is keeping players happy and giving them games. And I think it's you, you need to you need to keep the back backup players fit and ready to go and and it'll be treated as that I'd, I'd assume that'd be my guess we, we tend to make a lot of changes for cup games and did even when we were playing Burnley in the FA Cup last year Accrington slander I'm absolutely here for it um be good good um, <laughs> rename that wouldn't it uh, we'll do a couple more guys thank you so so much for your questions please don't think I'm ignoring any I it's, it's so wonderful we have so many people watching and the chat the boys will be trying to follow it moves very very fast and I'm trying to keep up but obviously, I need to prioritise one from my boss, Dave. Uh, this is from Richard. Uh, positive cameo from Taylor. Is he nearing closer to a league start despite the quality of Luongo and Morsi? Yes, I'd say I'd say perhaps he is. But whilst whilst Luongo and Morsi stay fit, I don't see it at this moment in time. But yeah, he's certainly. I, th- I thought he was great yesterday, as Joe said. Um, you know, he's getting on the ball. He wants the ball. He's very similar player in, in a lot of, lot of ways to to Luongo. Quite you know, gets around the pitch. Quite athletic. Um, yeah, yesterday was the best I've seen him. But perhaps because he just landed on the ball a little bit more often, didn't waste the ball. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lovely option to have on the bench. But again, if those two stay fit, nah, they're no, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Uh, Joe, last one. Sorry, I'm going to paraphrase a few questions about um, Harry Clark and Brandon Williams. Um, Joe, would you see the only scenario where Williams goes in ahead of Clark being the one that you outlined earlier, whereby 
you know, send him off and have surgery, assuming Donassian's fit? Or could you actually see them both being fit and Williams um, getting in ahead? A few people have been asking. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't think Brandon Williams has come here to sit on the bench for the season, has he, to, to come here and back up Harry Clark. He's a player with sort of 50 Premier League games under his belt, a lot of even like Champions League football under his belt. He's reportedly on sort of like 50 grand a week at Man United. He's, I say, and, and there was talk, he had a lot of options of where he could be going to play and McKenna's got him here and he's, he's not he's not going to have got him here to, to be a backup for a team that's hoping to push for the playoffs, is he? He's, he he'll, he'll find his way into this team at some point and it'll be up to Harry Clark or whoever else, what other position he's potentially playing for them to try and stop him and get the team ahead of him. And we're wildly speculating here. There, there, there could have been something that went into the decision to even bring him here in the, the first place that might be some kind of long-term planning for Clark anyway. But none of us are in the know on that and um, we are completely guessing. Um, speaking of completely guessing, get involved in the chat with this. I'm going to spring this on the boys. Look on the right-hand side of that page, guys, and you'll see our September fixtures there. If you ignore... Um, the Wolverhampton Wanderers game. But four games coming up in September after the international break. A trip to Sheffield Wednesday, who were right down at the bottom. Uh, a bit of a daunting away trip just a few days later to Southampton, which is going to be our second year one parachute team we've faced. Um, a home game there, the only one of the next four in terms of the league games against Blackburn, who were taken to school a bit by Plymouth at the weekend, I know we must um, bask in the reverence and the brilliance that is Plymouth at home. Uh, and then a trip to Neil Warnock's uh, Huddersfield. Um, there you go. Neil's preempting me down there. Um, I know we've got 2.4 points per game. That may not continue uh, through this month. But Dave, do you want to pull apart those four games? Let us know your thoughts in the in the chat. Maybe give us a points total if you want. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, well, Sheffield Wednesday away, you've got to fancy us there. They're, they're just having a, an absolute shocker, aren't they? South, Southampton away, ugh, look, despite the result yesterday, it's going to be, that's going to be tough. Blackburn at home, yep, got turned over royally yesterday, as you said, by Plymouth. Um, Huddersfield away, I'll take 10 points. <laughs> what are you doing? So, take 10. wait a minute, Dave. Wait a minute. David Diamond has us on nine games. I'll take 10. At twenty-two points, everybody. I'm, Mate, I'm sure I'd, you're I'd, I'd, I'd take ten points now. I mean, look, look at those fixtures. <laughs> so Sheffield Wednesday away, you'd fancy us. You surely you'd fancy us there, wouldn't you? You know, um, certainly. Um, Blackburn at home. Um, you would just Blackburn. Can I say under John Dull Thomas and I followed this all last year are weird, and we could beat them four yeah. 0 and they could turn up and turn us over three 0 okay, okay. No one would. They are weird. Um, but yeah, you. you Kind of think the way things are going, but Huddersfield away again. It's a Warnock side, but again, Huddersfield away. I mean, I don't see any that doesn't at this moment in time strike me with any trepidation. Just, really, Davis, just penalty boxes. That you know, yeah, Huddersfield yeah, I... are going to create three really good chances in the game, despite us probably having sixty to sixty-five percent of the ball, and it's just dealing with Warnock, isn't it? Joe, what's what's your take, fella? We'll have a look in the comments as well. well you sort of look at where we are in the league at the moment, you think, well, actually, we, we could very likely still be on two points per game at the end of that month, yeah. couldn't we? It's only two wins out of four. Takes to the 18, yeah. Takes yeah. to 18, but no, I, I think we're, we're, going to be, we're going to be confident for all of those, getting results in all those games. So we, we set up each game to try and win the game, and I say, hope, hopefully we, we, keep, we keep playing like we do. But I could, I say, if, if someone says you, you're going to win three of those four games, I don't think anyone would be surprise come the end of the month that we do it wouldn't they but it's uh and i think our our season when you look on paper i know football's not played on paper but december is when our season really cranks into, into life with regards to the real um the real tougher games and a real run of tough games so if we do have any ambitions of competing in the top six we are going to need to make hay this this month here now september to, to keep us pushing up there because we, we are so you're definitely going to drop points across sort of December. We're talking about that evolution, possibly, Dave. Are you expecting to see anything evolve or be slightly different now as we go between these next two um, international breaks? I'm I'm thinking about that right back area where the clerk needs yeah potentially work. Um, yes. there's there's Christian Walton and we don't know how that's yeah. going to 
that's going to play out. There's Amari Hutchison, and um, that was good. There's Taylor. Um, there's Scarlett. Well, sorry, I'm throwing a lot at you. Ben, yeah, you, you, you spoke about involvement. We spoke about it a few minutes ago, didn't you? I mean, it's just great to have these potential options, isn't it? Absolutely super. I'm just going back to the points. I'm a bit disappointed Joe didn't say 12, to be fair. Because that's usually <laughs> Joe's so, prediction. That's what he means. He meant that he, that's what he feels. And I can I can feel it. But, um, yeah, you look, you would think so. And, and or to, to go back to Richard's point, you know, he said, you know, is Taylor likely to, you know, is Taylor likely now to get, you know, to get a chance if, if Luongo and Morsi stays fit? So, you know, the competition for places now is, is looks pretty healthy, doesn't it? Which is, which is the main thing taking you into the 46 game, 46 game slog. And, yeah, points on the board, as you quite rightly said. If we can, Joe, all joking apart, if we can still be on a two, two points a game coming out of, coming out of this month, then, Man, that's just been an unbelievable start, hasn't it? And Joe, we start to get the the bad end of the three game weeks now, don't we? Because if you look at those fixtures, if you throw in the Wolves one, I know it's at home and you can maybe give some people a rest, but that is essentially Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday for those. That's going to change things as well, that um, extra grind, although the muscle memory is obviously very good, as you've just pointed out with your 20 game form stats. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not too worried about the schedule at the moment because I think that McKenna, he did rotate a lot through the start of the season, but I think he realised towards the end of the season, it's almost like you just pick your best 11 and just just run with it. And if players, if you needed to make one change, you do that as opposed to sort of try and overthink it, make two or three or four changes, change all the front players to try and target more winnable games. You don't have that in this league. You, you, you don't have a game where you're playing Forest Green. Or, so you think, actually, I can rest a couple of players because we're still going to have enough quality in the squad to beat them. That that isn't that isn't the case in the Championship for any team. So you need to just pick your best team and ride with it and ensure that you go from there. But yeah, I think it's I think it's very interesting to see where the team will be at the, that stage. Will Brandon Williams be in the team by then? Will Dane Scarlett be getting more minutes by then? Will Murray Hutchinson be starting games by then? Because they all players you expect to progress over the next few weeks and they've all been signed to play effectively haven't they right unbelievable scenes um thank you everybody in the chat today and watching live absolutely brilliant numbers um quickly uh itfc women today won 7-1 against plymouth Plymouth don't lose seven one anything, do they? Um, uh, Plymouth apparently have now lost two, <laughs> have now lost by six two league games running. Sorry, I'm really in on Plymouth today, aren't I? Um, we love you, Plymouth. Uh, player of the match was winger Sophie Pesca as she tormented the left hand side, scoring a brace. As did new signing Lena Gunning Williams and Natasha Thomas. Evie Williams rounded off the scoring. So a great win for the girls uh, today. Blue Monday Live, we're ironing it out. At the moment, Blue Monday Live is against Preston, which would be first against second um, as things are standing. So uh, keep an eye out on that and over on bluemondayitfc.co.uk for any plans. Um, What is NOK? What currency is that? Norwegian Krona? I think that's Norwegian Krona. How much is 100 Norwegian Krona? I think that's about 10 grand. (laughs) Right, me and Dave, uh, <laughs> we're off down to Soho with Carboss's ten grand donation there. Thank no, you. I don't think it is. I don't. I don't no, but thank you so so much. Oh, me. Well, it's funny. Uh, ben, can I just say something? It was really chat. great um, no. yesterday. Um, Mark Wall, who I've seen, uh, Mark's been in the chat chat this evening. Mark has um, Mark has got motor neuron disease, and he was a guest of the club um, down at the game yesterday. And the pleasure of catching up with him at the. Um, Catching up with him um, pre-match in the um, pre-match in in the fam zone, and I think I think and you know it. I think I know he'd want me to say I think he was fantastically looked after by the club yesterday. Saw pictures all over Facebook. With I've the seen players the pictures and, today. And Mark yeah, really. Ashton and Kieran McKenna, absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, just to say to Mark, mate, great to see you yesterday, and hope you had an absolutely brilliant day, and I, I, yeah, and enjoyed enjoyed the whole experience. Great note to finish on. Um, it's been a, a great first five games. And I think on that note, we'll dedicate this show to Mark and we'll send him all our love. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching to the Blue Monday podcast. Uh, there will be some international break stuff this week. <laughs> what that is, we'll figure out in our WhatsApp chat um, very, very soon. Um, so say goodbye, Dave. Cheers, everyone. Uh, say goodbye, Joe. You're muted, Joe. Come on, it's your big moment. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. (laughs) And, um, yeah, big up to our friend um, Mark and all our love to you, my man. 
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.